Hello again, I'm Trip Rogers, and this is Trip's Take. I want to comment on a couple of stories that have been in the news. First of all, you heard Olivia Wilde was served with papers while she was doing a presentation at CinemaCon, and she is in the midst of a custody battle with Jason Sudeikis, her former fiancé. And I have a little experience in this. I can relate to it very well because I didn't want to get divorced from my daughter's mom, but she wanted to, and it made for some very... Um, emotional outbursts from me and emotional reactions. And looking back on them, I shouldn't have done them. When you react emotionally, you do things that just don't work. Sudeikis has been outspoken in interviews saying he did not want this separation. Wilde decided she wanted to be with her star of her directorial debut, Harry Styles, and broke off the relationship with Sudeikis. Well, The problem is you've got two kids to consider in this. And and you know the story. Somebody, a process server, got into CinemaCon, even though there are credentials in the event, was able to get in, slide an envelope onto the stage that marked personal and confidential to Wilde, who then looked at it real quick while she was doing her presentations, and then continued on. Quickly, Sudeikis said he does not condone what the actions were, but... You know, the point kind of got across, and it doesn't really look good for him because, again, it was his people. Now, whether it was an overzealous process server or it was his lawyers, either way, there should have been another way to do this. And the other part of it is is that it it, it calls into question what's going on with this. If you're going to go to that length to try to embarrass someone, after all, it is the mother of your children. You don't want to do this. And, again, you don't think your reactions are go- your 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 actions or reactions are going to affect it, but they will in the long run. And I found this out because after my divorce, a couple of years after my divorce, actually, I found myself being a group leader for a uh, a, a group called Divorce Care, and this is something my church started, and I was one of the group leaders, and and we did this course four times, and I have to honestly say, every time we did this course, I learned something new. And one of the times I learned that you should apologize to all those involved in a divorce case. And, you know, I'd apologize to everybody, but I never apologized to my daughter. And when I did that, she said, you know, you apologized to everybody. You never apologized to me. And that kind of hit home. And I wish divorce care was around when I was going through my separation and divorce initially, because I have to tell you, it really helped me see things in a different light. And it would have maybe had me do some things differently. Going through a separation and a divorce is tough. Going through the death of a spouse after a long time is tough. But there are programs that are available. They're faith-based programs. I do recommend it's divorce care and grief care. Uh, this is both, uh, these, both these programs are grief share, I should say. Uh, Both these programs are done uh, by a group, and you can look it up online. And I would recommend that because I'll tell you, it really will help deal with the emotional side of death and also divorce. And the one thing, the parallel they draw is that when when a spouse dies, you don't have to see them again. Uh, In divorce, you have to see your spouse because they are around for a while, and that's the toughest aspect of dealing with a divorce. So I do recommend, again, it's Divorce Care and Grief Share. 
Uh, they are run by churches. I'm sure you can find one in your neck of the woods. Just do a search online for it. And I, I do recommend it because it, it helped me a whole lot. Moving on, I do want to just uh, touch on real quick Naomi Judge's sudden death on Saturday. The funny part of it was when you read the statement, they said they lost their mother due to mental illness. I think you all kind of figured out what happened. The stories have come out. She did commit suicide. And what's amazing about this is she's dealt with depression for a number of years, but it seemed like she was seeing that light at the end of the tunnel. Last month, she appeared uh, on camera and, and, and looked great. Everybody talked about that. Uh, being inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame was certainly a highlight and a reunion tour with her daughter, Renona. But Naomi Judd, alas, took her life on Saturday. and it, It's very sad. And I say this because I know some friends who do battle depression. Make sure you check in on them. Make sure you let them know that you think about them, you care about them, because it is such a disease, and it, it, it it's so, it's hard to explain. I had a friend of mine who, I, I have a friend of mine, I should say, who is has depression issues, and one time uh, she posted something and said, you know, I only, um, you're only, you know, saying hi or you're only liking this post just to get rid of me. And I was like, no. But it also gave me an insight that depression can work in different ways and, and your mind just plays tricks on you. So make sure you check in on those folks. Uh, let Naomi Judd's death be that thing that lights up the, the light bulb in your mind to check people out. Because again, this is somebody who had a lot to live for and unfortunately she could not overcome the demons of depression. All right, let's move on to another subject. If you are someone who grew up in the 70s, and you're a male, one of your favorite movies has got to be The Godfather. The Godfather trilogy by Francis Ford Coppola is a masterpiece. I have owned The Godfather trilogy, and I say the trilogy because I even like number three. Everybody says the third Godfather movie is terrible. I thought Coppola righted a wrong by re-editing the movie, and I had it, and I thought it was great. The Godfather coda is now probably the proper way to put this to, 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 to bed, uh, the Godfather series. But the first two movies were the first movie and sequel to win Best Actor Oscars, or excuse me, Best Picture Oscars. And of course, De Niro won an Oscar, so did Brando. Uh, Michael uh, Al Pacino in this was just fantastic. Well, there's a movie now, or there's a series now on Paramount Plus, which I recommend. It's called The Offer. And it deals with the making of The Godfather. And the thing is, if you grew up in that era, you recognize a lot of the names that are involved with this. This is based on Albert Ruddy's um, recollection of the making of The Godfather. And it's really kind of fascinating. I, I really am enjoying it, and I think you will too. It's on Paramount+. Plus. The first three episodes have dropped. It's a 10-episode series. And the other thing is, you know, I was mentioning Jason Sudeikis, and uh, his co-star on Ted Lasso is Juno Temple, and she's in this, and she is just really, she's a great actress, and I give her a lot of credit. I really enjoyed her in this, and I, I was watching, I was like, I know her from somewhere. Where do I know? And then the bell went off. I realized she was from Ted Lasso. But the offer, it's on Paramount+. Plus. I do recommend it. You can get a trial offer for Paramount+, Plus, and if you get a chance, you know, to catch this, it's really an interesting series, although, again, it could be somewhat... 
of uh, of a uh, you know uh, they may have taken some liberties with part of this, but it deals with the real life mob. It deals with Sinatra. It deals with trying to get the Godfather made at a time when Paramount was struggling financially. It's really interesting. And, and again, the personalities are just great. And the actors and actresses who are in this are really good. I do recommend it. We are in the month of May. And the month of May, oh boy, it is a month unlike any other in the sports calendar. In addition to hockey and basketball playoffs, in addition to regular season baseball, the first Saturday in May is the Kentucky Derby. One of the traditional races, the start of the Triple Crown, I got to tell you, every year I enjoy it. I watch it. The only year I think I haven't watched the Kentucky Derby in the past couple was, of course, the year of the pandemic when it was actually run last in terms of the uh, Triple Crown races instead of first. But again, the tradition of Churchill Downs is so great. And I always love the Kentucky Derby. And of course, this month of May, you know, we also add in the first Miami Grand Prix, which is coming up this weekend. I mean, the growth of Grand Prix and Formula One in the United States has been, uh, again, fueled by the success of the Netflix series, Drive to Survive, which is in its third season on Netflix. And I got to tell you, it, it's great. And it rekindled my interest in Formula One after it had gone away. I used to watch the Formula One races on Sunday mornings, and I do that because I used to get up early and not have anything to watch, and I would watch the races as I would get ready for work. And I got away from it for a while, but I, I, I'm back into it. And actually, I've gotten my fiancé interested in watching the Formula One races. So, again, the Miami Grand Prix is coming up. That's the second race in the United States. It'll be a third race next year when they race in Las Vegas in September of 2023. And also, when you talk about May, uh, you've got to mention the PGA Championship. Yes, Tiger Woods may be playing in the PGA Championship. That'll be interesting as he continues to try his comeback. Of course, playing in the Masters last month. He didn't do that well, but still, the fact that he played was great. And it'll be interesting to see how he does, if he does indeed play at the PGA this month. And of course, when you talk of the month of May, you talk about the one and only Indianapolis 500. In fact, Memorial Day weekend, that Sunday, used to be a great day where you would have a Grand Prix race, Formula One, the Monaco Grand Prix. You would also, and that'd be in the morning, then you'd have the Indy 500 in the middle part of the day, and then you'd have the Coke 600, the NASCAR race, at night. It was a great day. Now, in recent years, the Grand Prix race has been taken, has gone away off of that weekend, uh, but still, the Indy 500 and the Coke 600. And of course you had drivers who would try to do both. It is a great day of racing. I mean, I'm still passionate about the Indy 500. It's one of my things on my bucket list. I want to go see that race. I do want to go see a race at the Charlotte motor speedway. I've been there, but I've never seen a race there, but, but still it's a great day. And if you're a racing fan, you, you can't miss it. The Indy 500 this year, I look forward to it as I do every year. And that's what I'm saying. The month of May is so great. You start off with the Kentucky Derby, you end it with the Indy 500. Boy, tradition, American traditional races. Jim McKay even wrote about it in a couple of his books, and, and it just is, is wonderful. That is Trips Take for May the 5th, 2022. I'm still involved in America's Next Top Podcaster. You can check it out. The podcasts are available on Apple and Google Podcasts. Just search for America's Next Top Podcaster. There's also a website, too. 
Love to hear your comments and questions about this podcast. All you got to do is email tripstake at gmail.com. If you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, check out my internet radio station, WTRS Radio, powered by Live365.com. Join us again next week for another edition of Trip Steak. For now, I'm Trip Rogers. Thanks for listening and make it a great one.